You're listening to the Yeshiva of Newark at IDT podcast. I'm your host and curator, Rabbi Aprom Kivalevich, and I hope you enjoy this episode. And we're in Simintov Kufyud Ches in the Mishnah A couple of bare halachas that we're going to try to learn up together. Just to give us some background about this topic. And the topic is called Mitoch. That's really the topic. It's called Mitoch. So let's see. There's a big machlokas about what mitoch means. And we know that it means that certain malochos are going to be mutaran yontif more than just for ochel nefesh reasons. And we saw that it's not necessarily caring. It could also be shechita, uh, cooking, baking. All of these things, it's hard to put limits on it. So what is the big machlokas Rishonim? So the Mishaburah gives you a synopsis. According to Taisus and the Rosh, and we talked about this yesterday uh, with the Ramah and the Marshal, let's say you have something which really does not can't be connected to Yontif in any way, shape, or form. It wouldn't be Mutter. It's, it's Minatora Osir. Hmm. So it's so therefore the tsas, which is what the Ramah says you need, allows it to be mutter. Otherwise you would get makos for it, possibly. In other words, if there's no purpose for the key, for the other keys that you're carrying on your ring, or the talus, you might be and it's a real Rishosarab motion parkway in, in, in Brooklyn, you might be high of makos on Shabbos for carrying it. That would be according to uh, the Rishonim that he's quoting over here, and that's Tosfus and the Rosh. That's a big nafkamina. According to Rashi, that the way a uh, uh, very big Kiddush Rashi says, I mean, that, that once the Torah had to allow caring, really, I feel sure with Sarah Klal. Hmm. So why can't I carry a stone that isn't Muktza? That's only a din the Rabbanan. The Rabbanan want to put a limit on it. But really, in the Torah, once you, these malachos, it's like God couldn't play um, a, a case of relativity. If these malachos, which we know objectively are essential for Ochel Nefesh, they've got to be completely mutter min Now, the rabbis can legislate, but th- that's the sheet of Rashi. But min there is no Isra of any sort of caring. That's Rashi's opinion. The Rosh and Taisus disagree. Now, who else is on Rashi's side? So this is what makes the Mishnah so great. Many things make him great, but this is one of the things that make him great, is his ability to collect and put on the scale various shitas. Um Now, part of the reason he was able to do this is because he lived in a time that there was a... a a lot of farm being printed, and there was a lot of research being done on Rishonim and Kisviyat. Not like, you know, not, not as scientifically perhaps as it's done today, but enough for the Mishabura to have seen things that other Achronim didn't see. And he actually uses that in order to sort of like tip the scales of halacha sometimes. That's what the Mishabura does. He finds uh, a collection of, 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 respectable and very important shitos. So at this point, we have Rashi being the mako, and Rashi seems to be in uh, the minority. 
And Rashi, of course, is a parshan. Rashi is not a posik. Um, it wasn't from a tshuva of Rashi. But that's not the case when you when you put the rift there. Chenudas arif, based on the way the Ran explains it. Okay. Um, the Mishnah Berurah then says, although I didn't see it inside, I think the Rambam holds the same way, which would mean minatora you could really carry almost anything, even if it has no purpose. Okay, that's already the type of thing the Mishaburu loves. That's the Shibboli Aleket from, uh, from the Italian of Tzitki Harofe, uh, from Italy, uh, who quotes his mentor and the great, great uh, Rabishaya. And, uh, it could be they've, uh, they have also, they do, they did find a Kisveyad of Rabishaya. Which is called Piske Harid, is known as the Rid, Rabbi Shaya Ditrani, Yud and Dawid. It's called the Rid. So that's also the Das of Rabbi Shaya Derishon, and the Riyaz, who is called, um, that, that is Rabbi Shaya's grandson. That's the, uh, and, and so it's not surprising that they go together. Bain Das Riyaz Ba'atzmo, of course, that's his grandson. Now, that is the opinion of, as we said, of, of now we have Rashi and the Rambam and the Rif and these Italians who are also holding that Minatora, there is no Isra. Mitzadid Odaran, the Rashi, Vechain, La Rif, a few said the Rabbon, Lekabetzoshua, The Ran says maybe there isn't even a Rabbon in Isra. In other words, normally you would say, okay, why can't you take stones out? Oh, it must be only the Rabbon. The Ran says, if you hold Minat Torah, Hutzo is Mutter, maybe even the rabbis didn't put any limitation on it, as long as you're not doing it for tomorrow. So so why did they say Avonim is Oser? Oh, that's because it's Muktzah, the Ran says. This is not a stone that you have been making from beforehand, but you know, it's, but it, it doesn't serve any yunt of purpose, but it's a marble, it's something you like showing off, it's something you like, uh, it's a bowling ball. No. When the Gemara says in Beitzah about stones, that's because they're muktzah. And therefore, really, Minat Torah, in other words, even Minarabonan, it's mutter to carry stuff. And therefore, the key, for example, now you have to wonder whether the key for your car is muktzah or not. It's possible the key might be considered muktzah. That might be the Isser, but there wouldn't be an Isser of Haitzah. Uh, Rabbi Kivalevich? Yes. Uh, I also remember some kind of issue with electronic watches versus not manual watches. I think they're more muktzah or something like that. I okay, don't so right, so I think what's what's important here is that muktzah is, is is a very important halacha. However, it's not as bad as care if, if it's true. If you hold, for example, like Tosfos and Rabbeinu Tam and, and and the Rosh, then you have violated, and this has no purpose for yontif for you. So you have violated an Isra of the Torah and you could be subject to lashing. You'd be subject to physical corporal punishment, uh, which is usually not the case with Muktzah, which is only rabbinic. 
So you're right. There's a question whether uh, you're asking another question, Dr. Kogan. If something has an electronic component to it, although it doesn't, the electronic component is not necessary for it, does that render the whole item mukta? And would you therefore would be ushered to wear it or to move it or carry it if it has that? You could, you could say the same thing with a child's toy that has the potential to be turned on but can be played without that switch. In other words, does that make it mukta? You have something that if you turn this switch, it turns this on, but it can be used without the electrical aspect, without the battery-powered aspect. It can still be used. I think that that's what you're talking about. Does that make this thing mukta or not? I think so. Uh, and that is a good question. Uh, and that is really about hilchos mukta. What, what, what determines something to be mukta or not? Um, here... I think what we're talking about is really the structure of, 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 of Ochel Nefesh. In other words, according to this opinion, when the Torah gives the Heter of Ochel Nefesh, the Torah took all these Yisurim off the table, and maybe even rabbinically off the table as well. And that's the power of Mitoch. Uh, the rabbis didn't make any of them Oser at all. Um, the uh, that is the, uh, the, he mentions this is the way the Rav Magid learns in the Rambam, that there is no Isra the Rabbanan at all. Um, however, the Beis Yosef says he knows about that option, that maybe, you, like the Ran had said, that maybe it's only, it's, there's no Isra the Rabbanan. He says, I don't think so. I would say there's got to be some Isra the Rabbanan, even according to the Rashi and the Rif and the Rambam that there would be an issue of the Rabbonin, at least. Uh, which he says, I'll call upon him in Rabbonin Osir. And now, Pinei, HaMachaber Sosam Kishitas Rashi. The Machaber Paskins like Rashi. The Midarais, so there's no Isser. Why? Because the Machaber saw the Rabbah Magid and he sees the Rambam, and the riff, the way the Ram learns the riff, that's two. I remember the way the Beis Yosef works. You go with a majority of three, right? So you have three opinions. You have the riff, the Rosh, and the Rambam. So if this, if these interpreters are correct, the Ran is an interpreter of the riff, the Rav HaMagid, the interpreter of the Rambam are correct, and Rav Yosef Karu assumes they are, then you already have two out of three. So Rashi, who is really out front and center, but Rashi doesn't count as a posek in the Beis Yosef's book, but he's got these two shoulders behind him. That is the reason why the Machaber says that there doesn't, uh, doesn't say there needs to be a Tzorek Tzas of Yontif. And in fact, when the Machaber talked about Kalim, Melchilet bein Tzorek Shol Tzorek. The only thing he said that Osir was Avonim. So if you look at the Ram the Beis Yosef himself, he seems to really, in a way, go against what he had in the Shulchan Aruch. He seems to veer it away from what he wrote in the Sefer Beis Yosef. That other than stones, which might be Osir, maybe possibly of Muktzah, that 
you could carry anything on Yontif, even without it being a complete Rishus Arabim, even though it has no Tzarek Yontif, assuming that object is not Muktza. So, the Ramah, who says, oh, no, 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 that object has to, whatever you carry needs to be some connection to Yontif, that's the Ramah's opinion, but he argues with the Mechaber. And, now the Mishabur gives us a little bit of a lesson. I want to show you what he does here. Look what the Ramah did here. Hatzrichem leiktsas. Now, the, he put these words into the Shulchan Aruch, into Rabbi Yosef Cairo. Rabbi Yosef Cairo himself says that you can carry anything, right? The only thing he says you can't carry on Yonta, if you take a look here, is Avonim, the Now, that might be based on Muktza. It might not be based on it has no Yonta purpose whatsoever. Stones and things like that. So clearly, now, right? So clearly, now now it could be he might hold the Rabbonin, these have no purpose. However, the fact that he just says Avonin seems to indicate that Rabbi Yosef Cairo himself holds that it doesn't need to have a purpose of Yontaf at all in order to be allowed to carry. So now the question is, why did Moshe Israelis put these words, Hatzrichem Loktsas, into the base, into Rabbi Yosef Cairo, into the Shulchan Aruch? Yosef Cairo himself doesn't hold you need any Tzorach for Yontif to be carried. So it's almost like he's being intellectually dishonest. And, 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 Rabbi, and, and here the Mishnah Brewer is going to explain that that's not really intellectual dishonesty. He says, even though the Ramah is Magia, he sort of has a, a note that he puts in, that it's got to be with Sorech, that's his own personal opinion. But the Ramah himself knew that the man he was writing notes on, Cairo, Rabbi of Cairo, was not of that opinion. Many times the Ramah knows the Machaber is arguing with him, and yet still... Um, sort of like tinkers and changes what the Mechaber is saying by inserting words. And he doesn't say, well, some disagree. If you look at the Vilna Gon, you'll see he holds that the that, that Rabbi Yosef Kair himself, the Mechaber of the Shulchan Aruch, really holds that there it's 100% mutter, even if it has no purpose of Yontif. Okay, so if that's true, why is it that in today's halacha we're going to find out, let's take a look at it, why does it say in today's halacha, if that's the pshad in the machaber, the machaber holds like Rashi, completely like the Ran's interpretation of the Rif, that it's mutter that there's not even an Isra the Rabbonon, then why does it say a, a, goy, a Jew can, can't why does it say that a Jew cannot carry something for anyantif for the sake of a goy? Why is that worse than no purpose whatsoever? It's not muktza. It's not like a stone. So why does the machaber say shum Okay. Now, if if 
that's that's today's halacha. That's where we would have started today had I not gone back to the bare halacha. Um, and if we read further, Avo, if you take a look here, Avo, the Ramah writes, Now, what that means is you can send something through a goy, which is not right, right, which is all right. That's that's using a goy, sort of like sending it to a goy, but not really. (laughs) Um, In other words, you can basically what it means is that you can you could ask one goy to bring another goy something. That you're allowed to do. But you're not allowed to carry for the sake of a goy. You're not allowed to go out and carry for the sake of a goy. Why not? Didn't we say according to what it seems in Sif Aleph, it should be mutter. It shouldn't be, it's not a stone, right? So even though your purpose is not for a Jew, mitoch should allow it. That's the question that the Mishnah Burr has here, and let's take a look at it inside. That's the question that he has here in the Ber Halochah. So let's see how he answers that question. If you say that there's a Rabbanon Yisr, even though Mitoch actually allows it Minatora, but the Rabbanon put a limit on it if it's not for the sake of Yontif. You could say, here's another example, it's not the sake of Yontif because it's for the sake of the Goy. But if it's true, and that seems to be the way the Machaber was written, that you're allowed, there is no rabbinical clamp on Hotzah, you're allowed to carry completely, what then, then you could carry for an Ochri, just like the Beis Yosef himself writes. So he says it could be that somehow it's worse if it's done for a guy. As I wrote before in Simon Tov Kufyud Beis in the Bear Halacha, um, that somehow caring for a goy might even be worse. Um, but really, he says, what should really be the difference? What's the difference if you did it for a goy? Because um, you say mitoch, so who cares? It's it's mutter. It should be mutter. Um, so it could be because it says the word lochem. You're right. Halachically, logically, no purpose for you helping a guy should be exactly the same. But it could be because the Pasuk says, hu levado ye lochem, once a guy is involved, even though mitoch is an incredible heter, that it allows these malochas, they, they're totally off the table, cooking, baking, slaughtering, caring, 100% mutter, and the, and the rabbis don't put a clamp on it, but once it's for a goy, it's worse. And that could be, as the Mishabur says here, is gzeris hakosuv. Once you start thinking for the sake of a goy, that could be why it's usher, and maybe even 
from the Torah. So, that's a teretz you could say. However, the Mishnah Buris says, I think that's a dochek. Um, the Beis Yosef doesn't really bring anyone who disagrees with the Rav Magid that it should be also the Rabbonin. So how all of a sudden does he change his mind here like to make such a flip in, this, in the Shulchan Aruch? So in other words, let me explain this a little bit better. The Mishabur is going with the assumption that this book that we are learning, which is the Shulchan Aruch, which of course is the shortened Piske Alocha that come out of the great giant book, Beis Yosef, there should be a direct connection, and which is really the purpose of the book. You know, when we say the Machaber, right, um, the reason why he's the Machaber is because he wrote this giant book called Beis Yosef. Not because he wrote this little book called Shulchan Aruch. People don't know that. He's called the Machaber because, man, did he write a great book. And that was the book Beis Yosef. That's like a classic. That's the super masterpiece. The Shulchan Aruch is a shorthand. That's why we, when we say the Machaber, he's the Machaber of the Shulchan Aruch, but that's not why he gets the name the Machaber. He's called the Machaber because he wrote this masterpiece called Beis Yosef. So you expect the Beis Yosef, anything that's in the Shulchan Aruch, to be able to be connected to the Beis Yosef directly. And this is what the Chafetz Chaim is saying, uh, the author of the Mishnah Brewer is saying, he says it's a dochek to say, he says, the Beis Yosef doesn't bring any cholik. So therefore, I think that even according to the Machaber, it's Osir Midrabanan, if there's no Tzorach Kual. Not because of Muktza. The rabbis put a clamp on it. And he says, I also looked in the dark a Moshe Ha'aruch. Now that, of course, is, Rabbi Yos- is, is the Ramah's book on on the uh, on the tour on the tour. Okay, the Ramah wrote a number of svarim. He's famous as the as, as the the uh, the um, the Baal Hamapa, the one who put the uh, tablecloth on the Shulchan Aruch, the one who wrote the notes on the Shulchan Aruch. But he wrote a number of svarim. Torus, he wrote the sefer called Torus Hachatas, Torus Ha'oila. Uh, Teresa Eila is a philosophy safer, a, a Jewish philosophical safer on the rationale behind all the mitzvos. And Torah Sachatis is a safer on Yoridea. Uh, but he also wrote a safer in this farm called Dark Emosha. Now, what happened was, is that when they wanted to print the tour, they saw that the Dark Emosha had sort of was repetitive. Not repetitive, but there was already pieces in, let's say, the Beis Yosef itself or in some of the other commentaries that pretty much had whatever was in the Dark Emotion. So in order to save space, what they decided to do was was to print in the most editions of the Tor the Parish Dark Emotion, but it was a eviscerated uh, Parish. They had cut out much of it. And the original work which was not printed together with the Torah, which was called the Dark Emosha, got a new name, the Dark Emosha Ha'aruch, which is the original Dark Emosha. And Piskawers like the Chafetz Chaim would sometimes turn there because he didn't trust 
the 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 butchered version that made it into the handy editions. You want to go back into the original. And in the original, what you find over there, when you look at the Dark Emosha Aruch, that the Beis Yosef is Machmir. And therefore, that's why the Ramah isn't guilty of perverting the real intent of, of Yosef Cairo. That's why he writes Tzorech Tzas. So why did he say stones? Isn't stones your prototypical muktza? No, the stones usually have no connection for Yontif. And usually a Kaili does. Now, he's not finished yet. Okay, so now I've at least explained the Machaber, that he's like Rashi, like the Rif, like the Rambam, but he's Machmir Midarabonah. But the truth is, now here comes the Mishnah Bura with his muscles again. This whole piece is the muscular Mishnah Bura. I want to tell you something. There are people who look at the Sefer Mishnah Bura. I'm going to say who it is uh, right now. Um, Rav Daniel Sperber, who wrote a Sefer called Menaga Yisrael and other things. Um, he wrote an article, which you can find online. I don't mind saying this. I'm recording this. He wrote an article online talking about how the Mishnah Bura is the paralysis of halacha. That the Mishnah Bura doesn't allow halacha to develop. It's a, it's a bunch of paralysis. And that, uh, and I, I've talked about, you know, people sh- sell short the Mishnah Bura continuously. They consider him an accountant, um, that he isn't, he's, he's, he's such a conservative thinker, meaning that he's afraid of, of, of the real power of, of halachic development. It's all a bunch of Narishkeit. It's really it's jealousy and Narishkeit and intense stupidity. I mean, I've been, again, and here you can see an example of that because he, what he's doing is is saying, look, I, I know what it says in the in the macha, in the base in, in the machaber, but psak said sarachiyun shikamat kola poskim chokim Most of the poskim are against Rashi and the Rif, and and the <laughs> and the and the Rashi and the Rif and the Rambam. You've got to worry about that. Who besides Tysus and the Rosh? So first he has Rabbeinu Hananel, that again was found from manuscript. The Rabbeinu Tam and the Riva. Well, they are part of Tosfos, but we know who they are now. Rabbeinu Tam. It's not just some incidental machaber. How do you know that it's Rabbeinu Tam? Look in the Orzarua, you'll see he mentions the name of Rabbeinu Tam, and the Orzarua himself, Rabbi Yitzchak Mevin, seems to agree. The Rashba also seems to like Rabbeinu Hanan. Rashba, the Posek Ador in Spain, more chubas to the Rashba than anyone in his time. Okay, now he's adding the Rashba. The Balaiter, the Smag, or Moshe Mikutsi, uh, the Razo and the Rash. Hmm, where did they come from? Well, Mishabura found them in the Sefer Asifa Zekenim. Now, Asifa Zekenim was a Sefer that was published, which was sort of like Shita Mikubetzes on Beitzah. And uh, the Mishaburah, of course, loved all Svarim, especially that, and he found these two names. The Raza, seemingly, is the Rabzrach Alevi. The Rash is probably the Rash Mishans. Also, the Ramban in the Torah Sa'odam. The Ra'ah, the Chidushov. The Rashba, the Ritva, Meiri, Maram, Chalav. That's a am Psachim. And even about the Rif, 
True, the Ron is seemingly the ultimate commentator on the riff, but the uh, the the, the Burr says the Rush had the riff too, and in fact, as we know, the Rush used so much of the riff's language. You know, the Rush, you know, the Rush is built on the riff. You take a look in the Rush, you'll see what he tries to do is pretty much follow the pattern of the riff. And the Rush explains the riff like Ishita that there's an Iser Daraisa if it has no purpose of Yontif. Not like the Ran. In fact, the famous Prichodesh of Chizkiyo di Silva says, despite what the, the Rabbi of Cairo writes about his interpretation of the Rambam, I'm not sure he's right in the Rambam. Um, and it could be, that's also the opinion of the Ramo. That the Ramo, that's if you look in the Gro, it seems to be holding like that. That the Ramo is arguing, and the Ramo holds there's an Isser Daraisa. So who are we going to be make on? I'm not going to say riff. I'm not going to say the, uh, because the riff has been taken, maybe the riff is like the Rosh weren't it? And the Rambam, the Prichadash. So who is the only one that says once me, once a certain malacha has been earmarked as for the sake of Ochel Nefesh, it's completely mutter minatera, and there's no Isser Daraisa, maybe it's in the Rabbanon, but there's no Isser Daraisa, the only one is Rashi. And who else? The Italians, Rabbi Shaiviriaz. But they're naked How can they stand? Rashi and two Italians against this mountain that the Mishnah has created? Therefore, Yeshlahachmir, this is an Isra Daraisa issue. This is not just some Darabana where you can be Mako. You've got to be very Machmir if you're in Ocean Parkway or wherever it is and it doesn't have a, a Tzairach Yontif, you're talking about like eating a piece of Chazer, of wearing Shatnis. And therefore we should be Machmir, V'chein Posak, B'yam Shoshloima, and that is the Psak of the Marshal, as I said yesterday. Now, you tell me, does this sound like halachic paralysis, or does this sound like a genius at work? Thanks for joining us for another episode from the Yeshiva of Newark at IDT Podcast. Be sure to subscribe on your favorite podcast app so you don't miss a single episode.